Do you believe in ghosts? No way. No. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? If I look back, I don't think I could really say logically or rationally or otherwise like I ever believed in spirits or the paranormal. But I also feel like if I look back now, I can sort of sense that category of experience in my life. When I started meditating, I started to have all kinds of strange kind of synchronistic experiences that, that were, were uncanny and sort of seemed to operate as kind of like a series of symbols in my life that actually did seem to guide me. I had had, for example, an experience where I was staying at my parents' home for a few months and I had this bicycle that I had bought to have for the few months I was living in DC and I was gonna go to a movie one night at about 10 o'clock, a few blocks away. And at the last minute I went out, I was about to leave and I was kind of running late it's about 9.45 at night, and there was a baby bird sitting on the frame of my bike. So of course, you know, there's this like precious, tender, vulnerable thing, and I didn't want to disturb it. So I left my bike there and skipped the movie. And the next day, as it turned out, there had been this incredibly fiery car accident at about 9.55, and a car had shot through some intersection, going very, very, very fast, rolled over a couple times, it burst into flame, essentially right in the spot I always parked my bike. We were raised very, very Christian. Angels and praying to God, and you know, that that's good. Anything else, bad. My mom told us repeatedly when we were growing up, don't ever do this, you're gonna be welcoming bad things. My sister, who's two years younger than me, had made an Ouija board in band class. And um, she felt that there was some, <laughs> she got some activity or some results in the Ouija board. And I, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. I kind of made fun of her. So we, uh, we decided that night that we would try it in my bedroom. She showed me what they did. They made one on a piece of paper they wrote down like the ABCs in a circle, I think top left corner was yes, and top right corner was no. We started out by asking if there were any spirits around. That's when the pen on its own started to move around. It felt like an energy in our hands. It was natural, like physical, like feeling, at least with me in my hands. I moved to Johnson, Vermont. I was working at an arts colony, which is basically the only industry in town. And I always say it's amazing because in the winters, it gets down to like negative 35 degrees with the wind chill, and then it can get up to 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer. And so something about just kind of that incredible temperature difference always 
strikes me as kind of emblematic of how intense Vermont is. I was dating a woman who had previously been at the arts colony and she came back to visit me and we had a sort of half-baked plan to go camping somewhere in Vermont but hadn't entirely figured out what we wanted to do and we were running late and I picked her up at a small airport and got in the car and uh, drove aimlessly and decided we would just find a campground and stopped at a convenience store, asked around about campgrounds. We bought some groceries and a bottle of scotch that we were going to drink. It had been really, really wet that week and it was still kind of drizzly and getting dark and a little bit lost. And eventually after the sunset, we pulled into our campground and there weren't many people there, probably because of the rain. So we were very alone out in the woods and with the lights of the car off, you would have never known that we were even near a road or near anything built. Do you remember we asked like a lot of questions like, are you dead? Where did you die? Or was it a hospital? We were getting answers, but nothing like specific, although it kept asking for something. It wanted something and it wanted help. We got really freaked out and so we, we tried to end it. But for me, it didn't just kind of disappear. The feeling as if this thing, this energy was around it kind of was around for at least a couple of days, if not longer, after the Ouija board. So we immediately got to work trying to build a fire. And when I was a kid, I had gone to this kind of, I always describe it as a socialist, hippie commune of a camp. Part of that for me had been that I learned, you know, at the very least rudimentary outdoor survival skills and knew well how to build a fire and how to use birch bark and peel the bits of birch bark, you know, off the, the log on the ground to start a fire. So we, we got to work going to build this fire and the wood was wet, but not too wet. We kind of were able to find some dry kindling and build a nice sort of teepee structure or a log cabin structure. And so we set out and had the entire Sunday New York Times in my car. And so we started burning that perfectly dry and it burned, but the wood just wouldn't catch. Then I had an old atlas in my car that was a little bit out of date. And so next we went to that and we burned through, you know, a hundred pages of maps and no luck. When I would pick up a pen or pencil to do schoolwork if I was at school, I would just have to relax my hand and the, the pen would be moving on its own to be writing words. And that really was a really frightening thing, very frightening experience. There were a lot of uh, not nonsense words. I remember one incident, I was in the bathroom and I wanted to see if what I was feeling was real or if I was you know, imagining it. So I picked up some lipstick and I looked in the mirror and I, I relaxed my hand and my hand started writing words on the mirror with lipstick. We had opened the scotch at some point when we were building the fire and it was cold. So we probably each had a few drinks and 
it was fun and romantic and we were having a good time and I think we were really open and eventually I kind of poured some um, scotch in a glass and raised it up towards the dark part of the forest and half in jest I said you know if there are any spirits here in the forest that can help us we offer this to you and I poured the scotch on the ground and without missing a beat the fire burst into flames that were probably three feet high. I went to my mom. I told my mom. My mom got upset as she cried and we prayed about it and I think for about a week after that I slept in my mom's room on the floor next to the bed. <laughs> but then eventually after we prayed it seemed to, to die off. It seemed to go away. This time in my life, I was in the process of preparing myself to confront a sexually abusive parent. My father was mentally ill and took that out on us as children and, and my mother as well. I was very dissociative. I'd been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and I had a really kind of profound capacity to find ways to not be in my experience of what was going on. I started to hear a lot of like voices. Sometimes I would hear what sounded like conversations in other rooms, but there was nobody there talking. It was just probably a sort of leftover coping strategy from childhood. And I sometimes wonder about like the connections between that and some kind of sensitivity to, to or awareness of those things that we call spirits or that sort of entire realm of human experience. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? There's no need to over-romanticize or particularly kind of fixate on things like spirits or ghosts or whatever. It's just as much a part of the landscape as the sidewalk or plants or other people or etc. 